When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Joe. Good to see you today. Oh, hi, Joe. It's great to see you. Uh, you were late today. I was late. No, you're right on. Was I late today? Mi- technically, Ryan? Ryan Fawcett, our producer. Producer Ryan? A couple of minutes late. But... You know what, guys? <laughs> we had car troubles, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I walked here. <laughs> well, a lot of trouble and drama on the ranch. The Ultimate Surfer Post Show podcast recovering of episodes five and six. And geez, they were nuts. These were some crazy episodes. Things are getting heated. Wild cards came back. We got Bachelor and Bachelorette crossover. Cassie was having flashbacks. I was. Got a special <laughs> guest as well on the show. We do. We have Kayla Durden joining us today. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) Deep breath before we go. Like all that music and it builds. Wow, it was like my adrenaline was running. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, to be honest. Is that okay to say on a podcast? (laughs) I don't listen to a whole bunch either. I did before this one. It's probably the most I've listened to in my life. But the few that I have heard have that little intro of like, oh, (laughs) everyone sits back and relax, gets comfortable. Okay, okay. I'm being normal and casual talking to you. Ready to just have a normal, normal conversation. Goodness gracious. So much to talk about. Uh, Episode five. I feel like these were the most intense episodes so far. It just keeps raising. I really like this show. I really like this show. It's a good thing you like it because we're talking a lot about it. And you're on it. And you're on it. I want to continue that thought (laughs) that just bounced in my head. But Cassie, maybe you could speak to this. You're so inside of it. Like, you know, when you're winning Bachelor shows, by the way. But you're in it. You don't know really how it's going to all roll out. And I've been really enjoying uh, how it's all all happening and like the drama, were, the curveballs, the the pressure. When you were there, you were like, what is this going to look like on TV kind of thing? Yeah, and how they, you know, piece it all together. It's like, I'm really impressed. Yeah, what are they going to use? Because they're filming all day, every day, so much content. I said so like, many cool things they didn't use. Oh, but now they, I'm upset. they used a lot of <laughs> well, there's cool no, things you did use. There's no better venue. To, what are some of those cool things you said? Yeah, please. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll text you later. I can't think of them right now. But. My favorite was the honey in your eyeballs. Oh my gosh. I've got it. <laughs> we'll get to that. Oh, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We'll get okay, to that. Okay. <laughs> Should we jump into the recap? Elephant sound? <laughs> That's how episode five started off. An elephant sound from Joe. Yeah, did you make that sound? Do you want to try it? I think I spaced when we were watching that together. Did that really happen? <laughs> I, there was definitely an elephant I'm definitely going to insert the sound into this podcast. <laughs> See, yesterday I did, or last episode, I did the moo for you. Oh my gosh. Now I it's can... your turn to do the elephant. Did I really do that? Joe's getting nervous. <laughs> Put on the spot. But we saw, we had a day off was the big thing. For oh, the, episode yeah. five started with a day off. Everyone came back. And then there's an elephant in the room. That's what you guys are alluding to. Oh, in the yes. room. Seeing all these people come back and you can tell they're really happy to see each other. Yeah, I think it started out too with Malia saying she was the lone wolf. 
for the first out of three times she said it. And then, right then, Anastasia joins her. Seeing Anastasia again, it almost kind of lit my fire a little more. Like all of my energy, spiritual, mental, physical, it's all going into winning this. That is clear. And now she has Anastasia back and there is some serious energy being brought back to Malia of going, I've got my best friend. They've been hanging out since they were babies and she's got backup now. Yeah, she feels a lot better about how everything's going. And they get to have just like a fun party day. Yeah, just sort of welcome back, surf and turf. They had no idea that they're gonna be maybe let back into the competition. <laughs> but the vibes, the bad vibes that Anastasia didn't tell us about when we interviewed her the other day. Yes. It was like, she's going, whoa, nowhere to sit at, sit at the table. They didn't wait for us to eat. Yeah, there was some drama there. Cause Anastasia made it sound like when we talked to her that there wasn't much going on. There wasn't much beef, but... She made it sound like Malia had no idea about the drama mm. when clearly uh. there's something that she is picking up on. There is a line in the show and Malia says, I don't like them. Yes, <laughs> bitches be bitches. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> so there's some hard feelings there. <laughs> yeah. But we see them having a nice party, a little separated lunch from each other and then we get the news that somebody's coming back into the show and the contestants that are still in the competition get to choose the teams. I really enjoyed this by the way because a wild card story on the championship tour is one of my favorites. There's a wild card that earns a spot to surf against the best surfers in the world and sometimes they go all the way in Tahiti. We've had an all wild card final. Bruno Santos, Manoa Drolet where they're beating all the best surfers in the world as this wild card no moment. And so for this to be brought into the show in the same way, I thought that was that was so cool. Yeah, no, it was really cool to watch. And especially them picking teams and stuff, how they did strongest surfer and a weakest surfer pretty good. That part was a little hard to watch. You don't want to put two surfers that are very strong on one team. We want to separate the strongest surfers to the weakest surfers. I'm sorry, but this is cutthroat. This is competition. It just evens everything out. Yeah. yeah. It's a 50-50 chance for everybody. I'd be like, am I the strong one or the weak one? Like, what? <laughs> I'd be overthinking it like crazy. I think you kind of know. I think you're like, oh, if I'm, I mean, and Kayla said as much, I'm paired with Luke. Luke's a strong surfer. That must mean they think I'm a weak surfer. Well, it was on the delivery, you know, too, by Malia, mm. where Zeke had this game plan of like, hey, guys, I'll take control. This is how we're setting the teams because they were getting nowhere. And Zeke, he's like, I got to fix this. This is what we're doing. Great surfer, weak surfer. There we go. But when everyone entered the room, they could have just been like, hey, that's your, those are the teams. We don't know yeah, how we did it. But she's Malia's like, like, yeah, a weak one and a strong one. I think she was trying <laughs> to get in their heads a little bit. She yeah. was mad. <laughs> and it totally did. Kayla was obviously like, wait a second. So, I would have been offended. I'd be like, uh-uh. Not, Gosh, uh. I mean, on tour, there's <laughs> never that place, you know, where people are saying, you know, anytime we bring someone in in a live event, they're never going, yeah, that person's bad. You know, <laughs> yeah. I knew it was going to win. They're always like, okay, oh, yeah, God. they're strong, but I got the right waves and beat them. Even if deep down they know that they are going to smoke them, it, it's just you don't hear that just straightforward breakdown. Yeah, you of, don't like have that whole verbal battle. <laughs> maybe usually. that's going to change. Maybe it will because of the show. I think there was a time when Malia was watching someone surf and straight up said, that was bad. Oh, yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> You're like, not going to be dang. the ultimate surfer surfing like that. 
so we watched the surf off, which was basically um, a battle back to get into the competition. We saw some Kelly vision where he says it's a free for all. So just go out there and do your best. The team that gets the best score will get back in the competition. Kai Barger showed up. And that is what we've been waiting for from Kai Barger, getting a wild card shot and giving it everything he's got. Yeah, that was really impressive to watch. I was so, like, I really enjoyed watching Kai surf. You can tell he just feels like one with the wave when he, like, gets into a groove. He's so naturally talented. Mm -hmm. It was a bit emotional. He had to do that, by the way. The, the craziest part about the team pairings was in the surf-offs, you know, this whole show, you can save yourself. You know, maybe your partner wasn't the greatest in the challenge, but when it comes down to getting kicked off the show, it's individual, man versus man, woman versus woman. To get into this chance to be back on the show, you had to actually count your partner's score, and Anastasia fell. So Kai's yeah. going, this is, not only has he hadn't completed a wave this whole time, he left, he's coming back, and he blew up. That was such, that's like my favorite moment of the show so far, the surfing part. That yeah, he really picked it up for his team. And you got to see his entire wave. You're saying that was a really cool thing to see. That like, meant a, a lot to me wave. too. Yeah, yeah, long wave, surfed it so well, hadn't done it yet. You know, before the show started, he had a cast on his elbow. He went skateboarding before the show started, hurt himself. Gosh. So if you remember the first couple of episodes, he's got this weird cast on in certain shots, and he was going and going, why did I go skateboarding before this big opportunity? Uh, so that, that meant a lot. That wave was huge. Yeah, and he started to get a little emotional after that wave, too. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm sorry. It's just actually like a crazy moment. Really cool. I love seeing that from Kai. I love seeing that emotion. I feel like it really connects with the audience when it's just like there was no there was no speaking. It was just a quiet moment for him. To I almost started tearing up. I'm gonna tear up thinking about it right now. But I'm also a crier, so it's okay. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to cry. So we see Kayla and Luke do well. We see that Anastasia, even though she did bad, her and Kai move on to the surf off. And then it's Kai, Luke, Kayla, and Anastasia, individual surfing, whoever does the best gets back onto the show. High-level matchup there, Luke versus Kai, right? I mean, both great surfers. Oh, yeah. I had no idea who's going to win that one. Kayla did look very excited to surf against Anastasia. I, she was, like, cheesing. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, I got this. Yeah. No worries. I'm confident. I'm ready. But, yeah, the super belt was clear. It was Kai and Luke, and the only difference that made it crazier was Kai all of a sudden is confident for the first time this mm. entire show. And I believe this is where we get this line. It was so sweet to watch, like squeezing honey on your eyeballs. <laughs> I was just about to say that, too. This is that moment. Where did you come up with that? Can you, you just tell us? I've got to give uh, pay that off to Ronnie Blakey, one of our co-commentators on tour. He's Australian. He's hilarious. And we were at Snapper once. It's a line. He has a lot of funny lines. And in Australia, they have a lot of amazing ways of describing feelings. And I remember actually texting him after I had that moment. And I was like, I got to say, you know. Squeezing squeeze honey, honey in your eyeballs. He's like, yes! <laughs> you know. It, on your mate. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It made me want to be more creative in my words. <laughs> I was like, wow, Joe, yeah. how do you think of that? 
Uh, it was cool. There's a lot of moments for our team, like uh, that we travel with on the world tour. Like Potts, my longtime color guy, he always goes bang right. And he, like I did a few of those, you know, sort really? of like throwing little tributes because we had to talk yeah. a lot on these shows, you know. So there's definitely moments to bring in some of my friends' little go-to lines. You don't hear the squeeze honey in your eyeballs too much, so no, that was great. <laughs> that I was would, really fun. I want them to do like a whole blooper reel of things that you say after the show. Wow. I think that would be incredible. Before or after they delivered the ice bucket into my little zone. <laughs> Both <Yeah>. during. <laughs> it was so hot up there. I think you have to clear that up for listeners. They don't know what the ice bucket means. You had an ice bucket under your feet during the show. Oh, it was so hot. It was in the middle of summer in Central California, in the Central Valley. So 115 and my side of the the booth, who was outside, the sun would be right there when we'd start, and they'd off they'd have to stop because they're like, "Do we have another shirt that this looks like that?" You know, <laughs> you got to uh, dry off, man. You know, so like I was like, ice buckets were coming up, like wet towels. We started taking breaks like all the time. It was crazy. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, from being there, like um, I don't know when that was a month ago. Yeah, it was so unbelievably hot. It was hard to speak like yeah. it's hard to have conversations so <laughs> yeah. i can only imagine having to like perform oh, pretty yeah. much it was crazy couldn't talk. control the volume of my voice it was wild <laughs> well we think you did a great job hey, i think guys. it actually helped in making you really like Loopy. i don't know a little oh, yeah. delirious Loopy, delirious <laughs> funny so the end of the episode comes up we see kai barger kayla durden coming back into the episode as fresh contestants they're back they're back. I think Kai's finally found his mojo now. So, I mm. mean, I, everyone coming in was very intimidated by Kai being back. They're like, shoot, he finally learned the wave. He could take us all out. Well, I think also from the producers on the show, you know, they're starting to hear everyone's fear of Kai mm -hmm. before he showed them why everyone's scared of him. Mm. So there's constant like, really? Really? He has no confidence. And everyone's like, dude, he's crazy good. And it was sort of my my experience with Kai too, of knowing knowing him for a long time. It was sort of like, see, that's what we're talking about, you know. It was we like, told you he it was, was good. that moment. We're just going, please show the world what you can do, because he's one of the most naturally talented surfers ever. So now that he's walking back, I think this is even a moment for Zeke where he's going, oh my yeah, goodness, you could see it on Zeke's face. Mm, he yeah, was scared. I mean, was Zeke guaranteed would have looked up to Kai a lot. The, the age difference there. What's Kai, the age Kai won the big yeah, titles before, so Kai's like 30, 31. Zeke's like 25, 26, you know? So, like in a Grom, and when you're a kid, it's like oh, really? that, Kai's I didn't like a couple that. divisions up. So, when Kai's competing for the Open Men's National title, you know, Zeke's even like Open Boys Juniors just going, like, Whoa, I want to do what Kai's doing one day, you know? So, and then oh, he won the World Junior title. So, Kai did. Kai did, and Zeke's still like coming up, you know. So Zeke's going, oh gosh. And this is the first time Zeke really feels that way because I think in every other episode and moment, he was like extremely confident. You could tell he was like, oh, I got this in the bag. But when Kai comes back, he's a little, he's a little scared. Yeah, and Wait. Luke being gone was huge. With Kai beating Luke, Luke was one of my picks to go all the way. Such a good surfer, and then for for Luke to go down knowing that Kai's been off rhythm, just going, Barger's just gonna mow people down now and you see that too when we finish the episode we go into episode six and we see it opens with koa zeke and alejandro talking about what a threat kai is yeah just sitting huddled around talking about like oh crap barger fought his way back he's gonna be definitely a weapon to take down exactly what i was worried about he figured out the wave and now it's just like just looks that much more confident 
I gotta be dropping high nines if I wanna stay in this now, you know? Is this when I first see the guys kind of talking a little strategy? Mm. I kind of noticed that when they were in their little like three groove all talking about Kai. And I was like, ooh. I don't know if they actually implemented that strategy, <laughs> but you know, they were thinking about it. It's about time, right? About time. Guys. I, I think and it was just paying respect to Kai. It was like yeah. Ale obviously has been a warrior in these surf ops and surfing incredibly well, but I think it has this like underdog celebratory feeling every time Ale runs back in the door salsa dancing because they're going, no way, he rips, but he's doing it again. Where they're going, oh no, here's Kai. Yeah. Good luck. If I were know? Kai, I'd feel really like proud of myself. I'd be like, damn, everyone's scared of me. This is a good feeling. Yeah, you'd have some confidence going yeah. into it. And then Palmer brings everybody over and says the biggest change in the show yet, no more partners. Yeah, we're going, we're moving to a singles competition. From here on out, this is a singles competition. Hand over those armbands, you guys. Crazy. Crazy. I think that's the biggest thing. I wonder how everyone was feeling about that. If they're feeling like, oh, shoot, now it's just me or like, oh good, it's just me, I don't have to rely on someone else to mm. get me somewhere. We talked to Kayla a little bit we later, we'll Kayla. have to ask her. It definitely felt like it was that really rad thing. As soon as you become comfortable, the mm -hmm. uncomfortable happens. And the, I thought the reactions were real. They're going, hang on, we're just getting used to sharing this energy and nervousness together yeah. and now- They were getting a routine down, yeah. little systems, and now they're like, okay. Now we're on our own again? How am I gonna do this? <laughs> Speaking of on your own and singles, what a way to tie in wow. the theme of this episode with Cassie Randolph. I mean, we've got to, we're, go, we're going straight to you here. Crossover so with Bachelor and Bachelorette, yes. bringing Hannah Ann and Mike on from previous seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. What, what was that like for you watching that? I mean, I thought it was so funny seeing all the surfers being like, no way. And then it was almost <laughs> like the entire vibe of the show morphed into one of Bachelor. I was like, I feel like I'm kind of watching a little snippet of a Bachelor show. And I think the contestants felt similarly, like they started acting different. You know what I mean? Like they got Cassie, awkward. They Cassie got was so unfair. Tia was having a one-on-one -on -one with Mike. That was her time. <laughs> and then Kayla like steals him away. Yeah. I mean, she clearly didn't have enough time with him. <laughs> Kayla was being very greedy. That was flashbacks. <laughs> Just full Bachelor moment. That was big. They definitely played into that, too. It was funny. I mean, they, you had the um, people on jet skis wearing tuxes. I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. That was great. <laughs> and I think it's like something lifelong surfers always go through is at some point of your surfing life, you're teaching someone else how to surf. It just happens. Yeah. And sometimes you walk away going, I did that really poorly today, you know? And sometimes you're like, I just gave someone their new life purpose. And <laughs> it's the most fulfilling feeling in the world when you do it right. And so for all of them, guaranteed they've helped people out, you know, before. But I think if you're maybe a little starstruck, you know, like some of the girls were. Or knowing people are listening to these conversations where you already feel awkward and you're like, how am I coming across? What yeah. do they think of me? I think that's the first time you kind of feel that like awkwardness from the cast on the show which was so funny yeah it's, it's very so true, fun to huh? watch yeah because in their group together where they know everybody that they're interacting yeah with, they didn't they're just, feel that yeah cool i've known like, since whatever. i was five now they're like oh my gosh you guys it was almost like they felt like they had to win someone over like you mm -hmm. do on bachelor and we're seeing 
their game, you know, like what you got. <laughs> and I think there's something where like there's a, you know, the element of genius. Sometimes they can't teach you mm -hmm. why they're so smart, you know? <laughs> there's sometimes really good surfers, sometimes don't know how to begin again. I feel like it'd be really hard. Yeah, back to, to the basics, especially yeah. if you're not doing it every day. And Ale was like, wow, he teaches people to surf all the time in Puerto Rico. It was almost like your people skills and interacting and like, kind of came in here yeah it, it gave me flashbacks to like going on like a having a, that first like initial date or conversation on bachelor and like the cameras and mics are there and you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna look like an idiot trying to talk right now <laughs> cassie you've seen six episodes now if you had to choose one person to give you a personal lesson on some surfing take you out to the beach do some surfing who out of all the men do you think has the best surf not to no, date i feel like i'm on bachelor I, no not to date you're we're not we're not going back there. but who who would you pick to um who who did you think gave the best lessons i feel like i'd probably pick alejandro i mean not only because he won the he surf got the leash, leash. He, did. he did he i leash. feel like he kind of had the most charisma made you feel really comfortable was fun but also like knew what he was doing you did win the bachelor <laughs> did, I, did I sound like that I was, was on really The Bachelor good. just that was now? Like super good. That was so funny too, seeing Mike when he was talking. I was like, he's definitely Bachelor trained. Like he was on that show before. He knows how to talk about people yeah. and give like nice feedback. A you good know? breakdown of a first impression. Yes, yeah. exactly. So we did see Alejandro win. He, he got his rose from Hannah Ann. And we saw Mike pick Brianna. Maybe some sparks there, it looked like. Maybe while they were in the water. I am so excited. I watched him on Bachelorette and then watched him again on Bachelor in Paradise. Felt like we vibed right away. I think she was pretty happy if she, you know, watching the show now. I'm sure she's like... She's like, ooh. Yes. Her and Malia, I feel like we're both kind of into Mike a little bit. Smitten. Yes. A little smitten, and definitely. And it was cool that Malia didn't let not getting the rose, leash rose affect her. You know? No, because like, they hey, were dancing we that night and stuff. Sparks were flying. So funny. I love seeing also how awkward Kai with Hannah <laughs> and then also Tia and Mike. So funny. So great. It's just also the element of going, Kai would have had no idea in the world that he was going to be put in that situation. So no matter how shy he was or not, he just trying to pull himself together to be like, do I, what, where do I begin yeah. here? And it's like, you're getting on the board with me? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> that was really funny. That was great. And yeah. Hannah's the sweetest person ever. She seemed really sweet. She's so sweet. So we go to a night surf session and it's party time. A little bit of letting loose. The bachelor and bachelorette people are still there. And then we move to a wave challenge, which we're talking about floaters now. Another term that maybe non-surfers might not know Joe, I think we did a good job breaking down of what a floater is, and we now know what floaters are, we know what barrels are, we know what carves are and snaps. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that we're kind of showing people what all these different maneuvers are. I agree, and the floater in surfing has been around forever, and I think there's a lot of times in the ocean where a floater can be kind of a filler move or you're trying to get somewhere else. Sometimes it's not the highlighted maneuver of a wave unless it's really hollow, like it is at the surf ranch where when I heard floater challenge, I'm going at the surf ranch, that's one of the hardest challenges to do because you're guaranteed if you do a good one, you're landing in the flats 
And when you land in the flats, the impact's the hardest. Injuries happen. There's been a lot of bad injuries in surfing history from doing a floater, you know, from Mick Fanning, Shane Besh, and Timmy Reyes, Shea Lopez, you know, from a hollow section, throwing them into flat water. And it's just the impact on the water is like really hard on your body. It's going from a hollow section. You have to land where the wave's going to break that flat water, but your board has no transition. So you have to be able to absorb that landing really well. And it's pretty similar. Surf Ranch is going to have some high impact floaters. So I think that challenge too, they're going floaters, all the things you could pick. They're expecting like, maybe it's airs. They're guessing. And then all of a sudden it's like floater challenge. Now it looked curveball. really hard. But we had two really excellent, excellent floaters. First from Koa, who we were all watching together and he hit that floater comes down and it's like, well, there's no one beating that. Yeah. I mean, it was an amazing floater. And then Zeke just goes, well, hold on a second. I'm going to show you why I'm the puppet master. Oh my gosh, the Ooh. puppet master comment again. Yes, Lone yes. Wolf and Puppet Master t-shirts. Malia Ward, Lone Wolf, Zeke Lau, Puppet, puppet Master. master. <laughs> Get them now on Etsy.com. Yes, yeah. this is a whole line. Yeah, Zeke comes in, not only wins, but then does a flex to everybody. Like, hey, I'm here. Watch out. Was, was that a claim? Yes. End? Oh, yeah. I'm yes. learning. I'm learning. Yes. The claim. I've learned so much about <laughs> surfing from this show and podcast and talking to you guys. Like, I think that's the point of the show. I went to dinner last night and I all of a sudden started talking about surfing. And I'm like, I'm not even a surfer, but I'm so into it. It was fun, though. You're in the right place. I felt like educated and yeah. it felt nice. Yes. You know? Yes. You're an expert on surfing. I think you can encourage people, too, when you see people getting to where you're at now. I love hearing the opinions of someone who has just caught their first wave to someone who's caught or won world titles. You know, I like that first natural reaction or mm -hmm. someone watching a wave and what does that mean to you? You know, because we're yeah. always describing it, but sometimes you go, wow. Well, I feel like before this, like watching a wave, I would have no idea like what is so special about what they just did. And now watching, I can be like, oh. I, I can compare two waves and see what one looked better. Wow. Which that's is brilliant. really And that's cool. what the judges do all day long. They're making comparisons. Yeah. I'm really proud of you, Cassie. I should be a judge, huh? I, you're on your way. <laughs> We're getting her a Make slot. that happen. <laughs> Wild card into the judge's chair. <laughs> so we watch Zeke and Malia pick who goes into the surf off. Malia picks Brianna, who immediately picks Kayla. Just says, Cool, I'm in. Kayla, suit up. Kayla did not seem happy about that. It annoys me a little bit, just her like screaming my name and not even letting Jesse be like, oh, who are you gonna pick? Whatever, it is what it is. We gotta ask her about that in a bit. It is either because Kayla, I know she really likes Jesse Palmer a lot. You know, she respects him a lot for what he's accomplished. Maybe she just wanted that moment, but I think it was clear. You're just going, okay, yeah, that's intimidating. You believe you're better than me. But I mean, for her, you're like, well, obviously she's not picking Tia, so she shouldn't have taken it that personally. Yeah, and she couldn't pick Malia. Because Malia put her in that position. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, Kayla was obviously going to be chosen. But the delivery, there's I all those little things in the art of war, yes. right? We were just talking about the art of communication and speech and using the language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect example. And then Zeke picks Alejandro, who surprisingly picks Koa. We were a little bit surprised by him picking Koa. Ah. I was baffled because Kai's sitting on the couch with a yes. wrap around his knee. Yeah, you were saying that he was actually injured. And the main reason he couldn't compete in the floater challenge was because I heard whispers he hurt himself. Did the other contestants just not know or like maybe Koa was having his back in that moment? Or no, wait. 
Co was chosen. It wasn't Co. I think. Back. Well, Kai was Alejandro. sitting there. It Alejandro. didn't look like he was hiding that he had wrap a wrapped up knee. And the way he was going for floaters, knowing Kai, he was not trying to hurt himself. And that's why he was not even involved in that challenge. Because he's on a roll. This guy's got confidence. And he's going, oh, gosh, this is the most dangerous thing I could do right now with a knee that's sore. That is very interesting why Alejandro didn't pick Kai then. Unless he just kind of felt bad for him or just like was oblivious to his knee wrap. I don't think he thought about the knee. He thought the bear had finally woke up. Yeah. But maybe it was showing that he wasn't afraid of anyone where he's going Kind of like when he chose Zeke to do the paddle. Yeah, you know what? I think that's... I think that just might be him. I think he's going, I need to feel like I belong here. So maybe he's like, why am I going for an easy test? Or or blowing more smoke up people's stuff that are, <laughs> are doing uh, really well. So he doesn't want to be like, okay, yeah, Zeke, you're the best. Keep bowing down to him. I'll paddle against you. You know, Koa, I'm not going to act scared of you. I'll take you now. So it definitely ended up burning him a couple times in the show. Yeah, and this time it burned him off. Ouch. It's that mindset of beat the best or be the best. If you want to be the best, you need to beat the best. And he has that. It seems like every time he goes in, he's going to take on Koa. He's going to take on Zeke. He's not messing around here. And it cost him, unfortunately, because we see him going home. And in the surf off, we also see Brianna versus Kayla. I feel like everyone's so equally matched at this point that mm. it's it's hard to tell who's going to win when mm. people go in. And it's also like coming from an outside surfer perspective, like knowing you only have one wave to like prove yourself on, I'd be like, I don't know, it's just intimidating. You know, you you fall one time on a wave and that was it. That was your chance. And it's so different from what they've grown up with. It's mm -hmm. like in the heat and in the ocean, if you're nervous, you have 30 minutes, if you blow your first wave, you know you can like surf your way into rhythm, shake it off. It's like, that's why I think it speaks to the pressure of this place. Because, you know, it's like you have the wave. There's no warming up. Yeah. You can't warm up into form. You don't have time for that. So I think even though I feel like, you know, Brianna is the stronger surfer, it's just she hadn't been put in that position. So there's some amazing surfers on tour that you're like, you're going to win. You're going to win from everything we've seen. We see it from Tatiana Weston Webb at Pipeline or any heavy water wave. And she'll crumble because she's heard that too much. It's almost like, okay, I, you guys believe in me, but... Now I have to actually go do it. And, yeah, and you get and her like, game plan falls out the window. She makes bad decisions and she's like, oh my gosh, I know I was the best surfer that day and she couldn't just get it done. So I think that pressure was there for Brianna going, hadn't been put in that moment. And, you know, she definitely could have fallen apart if she wasn't so headstrong. Yeah. And you get like one chance to surf that wave, whereas you're saying usually you get like 30 minutes to. Yeah, in the figure ocean, it out. it's great. It's like you just. I mean, sometimes the nerves can get to you, but you just can warm up. You can have a bad wave and recover and still win your heat. You know, you can have a bad 15 minutes and your back 15 saves you. So, so much more natural feeling, I guess, than being put so on the spot. That's why some surfers on tour are scared of the surf ranch. They that honestly would make are like, sense now. it's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd be scared of it. Yeah, I'm. I am scared of it. It's a dream to surf it if you if you can enjoy it. To compete there is a whole nother yeah. thing. Yeah. And then we end the episode with a little a little drama nugget from Brianna, who says, "Thanks for sending me there. I feel a hundred times better." Woo! Whew. Malia's like everyone's angry. I don't know. I feel like in that moment too, like you're running on so much adrenaline, and she just surfed a wave, you know, and she just like wanting to prove herself, and was like, "See what." 
what you did, Malia. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. A little sass. It was fun. Yeah, there's no drama. Everyone's friends. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's friends. No one knew anything was happening. No that one knew was there the was drama. That was double-loaded answer. Is, Thank is, you for sending me because I feel even better. That was huge. Is that how some people kind of just like blow off steam though you know like that's kind of just like a competition mindset mm, where you just kind of sure. like to have that banter back and forth to fuel you almost yeah it's michael jordan needed to create reasons to have feel like he had a chip on his shoulder to compete at his highest level it's that like make make up a narrative on my own so that i can have something that fuels me and i feel like some competitors just need that. And maybe Brianna was like, all right, let's gear this yeah, up. Yeah, like maybe there isn't drama like Anastasia was saying, like in real life, but mm -hmm. in competition when they're on that mode, like that's just how they are. Yeah, I totally agree. We're actually going to be able to talk to Kayla, the surfer that went home that night right after this. Welcome back, everybody. We have our special guest, Kayla Durden. Kayla, so good to see you and hear you. Thank you for having me. Good to see you guys. Awesome. Uh, what, what an awesome experience. Uh, we got to hear from you a lot on the show and talking about how much it meant to, uh, for you to be a part of it. But looking back now, uh, being an official cast member of The Ultimate Surfer, what was that experience like? I think I kind of had no idea what I was getting myself into signing up. Like, I, you know, I kind of signed up randomly as like, not a joke, I would say, but someone tagged me in something. I saw the audition thing and I signed up and then, you know, kind of actually getting to be there and being on that world stage and getting to compete under the lights. It was kind of everything I wanted. I've always wanted to be on the world tour. I've competed my whole life to kind of getting there. So I think kind of getting an opportunity to like be on this cool arena. I've always played sports. I felt like I was like on a sports arena on like any stage. So I think looking back, it was, I mean, nothing of what I expected it to be, but it was seriously probably the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. What did you kind of expect it to be going into it? Did you have any idea at all or just kind of ready for anything? I think just coming from a surfing background, I think you just assume like, oh, it's going to be, you know, 20 minute heats or I've watched the world tour events mm -hmm. that are in Limor. So I kind of just assumed to be like that. But I think the challenge that I wasn't really ready for, those like individual challenges and then the way people kind of call you out and the teaming up. Those are the things that you just don't really get in surfing. So the team aspect kind of threw me for a loop, all those things. But then once you get into it, it flows and it makes sense. And just, you know, being in it, it's really cool. But I think at first you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm surfing with somebody else. My scores affect someone else. So I think that was more added pressure than I'm used to from a surfing side. Our surfing world's so small. Uh, do, did you know Austin before the show, uh, being from the same zone? And was that making it more comfortable having him there? So Austin literally lived five minutes from me. So it was pretty crazy. He walked in. I'm like, what are you doing here? So that was cool to have a friendly face just because East Coasters just were not really known that well from like Hawaii and West Coast. So to have a friend was super nice. Um, but just still the guy girl thing, you still are kind of on your own. But it was nice having there. Did you know like going into the show, anyone else who was going to be on it? I, re I actually had no idea. I don't think anyone saw each other until that day we're pulling into the ranch. You're kind of looking around, like, sizing people up. Like, oh, I think I know her. And I feel like no one knew who I was. So that was kind of nice <laughs> where I had seen everyone else. So Interesting. Was it easy to, to get your comfort zone on the ranch with the Airstreams? And did you find, uh, did you get kind of a routine going? Or was it kind of like under pressure feeling like wake up and we're on? Uh, did you ever feel like you were settled in? I think I kind of had a hard time just because I think I was so in and out. I mean, like every time I'm on the show, I feel like I'm in a surf off. So I never quite got that settled. I was always, you know, up and down and feel like I was always on the rope. So I wouldn't say I ever really got settled. I think I kind of got used to it being under pressure, which was 
maybe a good thing that I never mm-hmm. got that comfortable. I feel like I was always moving around. So yes and no, I think the more I surfed, the more comfortable I got. But at first I definitely was just, you know, kind of trying to figure the wave out and trying to figure out who I'm competing against. So I definitely took me a little bit longer than I would have liked to kind of get my feet wet. And probably the same kind of experience, like being surrounded by cameras and having a mic on all the time. Like, did that would did that make it harder to be comfortable too? I, mean, I think, like as you know, it's weird. You know, you're sitting in a group trying to have this like natural conversation or unnatural, whatever it is, and there's a camera there. But I think the more I went on, the more I kind of forgot it was there, and I try to remember like, oh, I'm here for surfing. I'm here for this. So all of it, I think, just kind of made it. Maybe like the pressure was, I think, so high. But then you kind of like, okay, this is what I came here for, and. Ideally, I always said I thought I was, you know, I could compete at this level. So being under the lights and like being having a camera in your face is kind of part of it. So, I mean, I'm sure, as you know, like the more you're around it, the more, like, I guess, natural it becomes. Mm-hmm. So towards the end, it didn't matter at first. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. out of my face. But kind of forgot the mic was on a couple of times. So that's always that a good goes. feeling when you forget that it's on. You're like, oh, maybe I came across as like myself there. Like, that's always. Yeah. Fun. Or you're like, uh oh. Or you're like, uh oh. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been just loving, and I think I've just been so blown away by the production team and the writers and the different challenges and all the curveballs. I mean, for you, you know, having to leave, you know, in the first first episode and then the comeback as a wild card was such an amazing surprise. Did <laughs> did you know about that before or were you just as surprised in the moment as everyone? Or when you guys are hiding in those trailers, were you like, oh, people are going to freak out when they know we're coming back? I had no idea. So even when we came back, it was just supposed to be a break for the cast. Like they had been, you know, competing and doing all these challenges. So it was more like, oh, let's have like a fun party. So I'm thinking, no, we're just going to like have a little beach day and like a party. And I think I'd kind of let myself not hold on to any hope of, oh, you're going to come back because losing was super hard. I, I kind of, it took me a bit to kind of get over it. And I'm like, great, I come on TV and lose first round. Like that took me some time to process through. So I think I kind of let go of like, I'm not coming back. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be, you know, I want to be supportive of the girls who are still here. And so then I think when Jess is like, oh, you're competing again, I like snapped right back into it. I'm like, uh oh, like I kind of get another shot. So I think I like let it go. And then the second I heard there was a shot, it just, it kind of snapped right back into like, okay, it's go time. Was everyone like just extremely shocked at that point too? Or did people, were people every, speculating? Everyone, okay. A couple people were like, oh, we're definitely coming back. And I'm like, I just don't think so or maybe I didn't like want to let myself think so but everyone's like all nice and sweet and then the second we're coming back it was like silence like no one's talking <laughs> so you can start like here we go oh, oh it's so funny. funny there's that scene you guys are eating and I mean I don't know if you like to have surf and turf before a big heat but that was another surprise <laughs> I know I was After like they had no idea meal it's like yeah you gotta really fire up today but um they showed this scene of this awkwardness you know between you know, Anastasia, Malia. Malia's kind of like trying to recharge with her friend that has come back. And and then it's like the Tia, Brianna combo. Was was that like a vibe you were feeling and, and trying to avoid the whole time you were there? Yeah, me and Joe have been trying to figure this out the entire <laughs> time we've been watching these and no one will tell us what was going on. I will say, I think that tension was felt like day one. Like I, once again, I really didn't know anyone. So you're kind of coming in. Like, I don't want to pick sides. I don't want to get on like the wrong alliance. You know, that's kind of where I was sitting, but I think there was an obvious, you know, there were two teams very quickly on. I thought between T and Brianna, Malia and Anastasia, naturally they're both best friends. So they kind of picked their sides and I tried to stay out of it. Um, I will say, I mean, it's very obvious it shows up and who they pick. Like even me getting picked was tactical in episode one with Anastasia and Malia. So, I mean, I think it was felt by everyone the entire time, guys and girls alike. 
It's interesting how like in that space, you all want the same thing. There's these natural settings of battles and twists and turns that can easily put people head to head at different times. Now, is it there's a feeling of relief since you guys all experienced this together? Do you feel, feel a special bond with this original cast of The Ultimate Surfer? Yeah, it's crazy. We also talk quite a bit. So I think it's one of those things like you're kind of bonded forever. I mean, we're the first episode, not the first episode, but you know, we're the first season, we're the first cast. We all kind of survived it together. And so I think that in some sense, whether, you know, everyone got along or not, we're all going to kind of be connected forever. And like, we'll always have this show. And I think it's like, it's a really cool thing that the 14 of us will always have this. So uh, good or bad, we're stuck together for sure. That's so cool. I feel like that's similar to how I feel with like the girls on bachelor seasons. You know, you make, you go through this crazy experience together that like no one else kind of understands what it was like. And now you guys just have all these new friends. That's <laughs> so cool. Well, and, and like you can talk to each other about it. You're like, you know that day? And it's just like, it's like no one else would really get it if you weren't there. And um, yeah, it's kind of like that special little thing that we all have that you really can't explain to like your friends or your family. Yeah. So. That's cool too, going into it that you didn't know that many people who are on the show and now you have all these new connections too to everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. So now I got to take some surf trips and they can house me somewhere. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's interesting. I think from your experience as a competitive surfer and you're so surf focused, one thing I was really aware of when I heard of the beach battles, sometimes a little before you'd hear about them, but uh, I'd be like, oh my God, I just can't wait to see the look on all of their faces. Like, we're doing what today? <laughs> but then quickly when I'd see everyone get competitive and how hard they were to win, uh, I was like, you guys are brilliant. Like, I've never seen these surfers in this kind of moment. And I mean, for you, were you kind of going well, this is weird, but fair enough. Let's go. I w with the beach battle, I actually got really lucky because I really didn't have to do any of them. <laughs> I can't, I came, like I missed the- Oh, right, yeah. The, first, oh, yeah. the yeah. first one was not, we didn't really have one. And then I got to come back and to do a surf lesson. So I got lucky on that sense because I heard they were pretty rough. But um, I will say, I knew everyone was competitive going into it. You kind of see everyone like working out and you're kind of like, oh gosh, like we're like here. And then <laughs> as soon as we heard your voice go up, like, all right, servers, here we go. People switched. <laughs> And it was this like really crazy thing to see everyone kind of like snap into it. I know like I'm the same way growing up as like an athlete, but I think you can feel it in the air when it switches. Everyone's having fun. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're all here for the same thing. Everyone's trying to win. Not really about making friends. So I think from that sense, you definitely could feel it in the air. That's like, all right, we're trying to win. You know, the more the show goes on too, the more you felt it. Yeah. And you were, so you didn't get to participate in a ton of the beach battles you were saying, but you did get to give a surf lesson to Mike, I want to yeah. hear more about that. I was hilarious. I think you were like spraying sunscreen on his back. Oh my god! Can I steal you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> you guys popped right. right into like bachelor mode. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm one. My guilty pleasure has always been the Bachelor, which now this is out and about. I just kind of kept it to myself for a while, but now everyone knows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's so fine. funny. Uh, and I just I don't know. They always say that, like when girls try to steal him. I was like, oh, maybe we should just try it. And I figured you'd appreciate the bachelor humor, so. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That blew me away. But And I guess if you know miss out on beach battles, what an awesome one to be a part of. I mean, it, it really was a cool moment seeing you get to you know meet someone that you know so much about. And then you're like, well, here we go. It's my turn to, to show you how to surf. Yeah, was that nerve-wracking? Actually, I thought it was like so surreal. Like I kind of forgot I was there for the show. Like, I was like, oh, I get to meet Hannah Ann and Mike. And I was like, kind of got, I went into, I seriously, I went into like a stance 
Like me and Brianna, I think I think we screamed a little. Like I don't want to hear that part. You but, did. You oh, I did. did. I know. I know. I did. Oh God. But yeah. So I did that. Um, so I think it was more of like this is so cool and like what an opportunity to meet these two and you know they were just so cool and like down to earth and they like Mike made it so easy. He was just like super talkative and friendly and probably I was like he better stand up when I push him in. That's what I felt. <laughs> like, I gotta win this thing because if I don't win these roses or these challenges, I know I'm getting back in the. Uh, surf off so I was like competitive from that sense of like you know you probably should pick me and help me out but it really was like fun and like to get to meet them was so cool and like I said it never would have happened if it wasn't for this show so every opportunity I got on the show I feel like I was like living in the moment and trying to absorb it and just really be present in all of it well just so you know people are definitely going to be fangirling over you very soon (laughs) (laughs) are you ready for that Kayla it's crazy it's like you know people are watching stuff now and just it's so weird just being on TV and seeing this all and you know I always wanted the World Surf League which I get to kind of be a part of but now it's on ABC and it's a whole different route I never Mm -hmm. thought I would go so I'm really excited for like the surfing world to get to watch this and just kind of see how cool it is and see you know the surfing's so good and everyone's so good so that part I'm ready for I'm ready for my name to be in that conversation and just you know I'm super grateful for all of it. What I mean outside of that beach challenge and that moment uh, which is really cool uh, what about the wave? Uh, Had you been there before? Uh, what's your experience when you describe that wave to people back home? I will say it is the greatest wave once you figure it out. I will say I had a really hard time, uh, as you can tell, like just watching throughout the show. Like I had a hard time surfing the wave. Like I took me a second to get used to it. You know, I come from, I came from surfing super flat Florida to going into a perfect wave pool that's forever changing and, you know, a lot more power than I thought. But once you surf the wave and kind of figure it out, I might just be a wave pool surfer now. Cause that is unreal. I could just surf <laughs> that wave every day. So, um, yeah. And it's just, once again, I never thought I'd get to go. So when you kind of get there and you're like, almost like a little starstruck too. You're like, look at this wave. And I've seen people surf here before. So it took me a second to snap out of this. Like, Oh, I'm so lucky to be here. Instead of like, Oh, I'm trying to win this thing. So there was definitely a shift that took time to get used to the wave, but the wave is unreal. And hopefully I can go back. I'm saying the same thing. It's kind of all <laughs> I want to go. We'll go together. We'll, yeah. we'll all go. So we see in episode five, you get paired with Luke and the cast, I think Malia was, was like, um, we paired stronger and weaker surfers together. And we were talking about it earlier. And I was like, I feel like if I were put in a team, I would, I'd automatically, my mind would go to, am I the weaker surfer? Am I the stronger surfer? I'd be offended. And you seem like that kind of hit you too how what was that like yeah I mean I remember sitting there kind of thinking like you know I wonder who I'm going to get put with I didn't really swim that well in episode one so I'm like I don't know how they're going to figure this out like maybe they put the worst people together and hope they get eliminated and then I, I think Malia got up and definitely said something like you know we put the weakest surfers together and then my name gets called first and I was like <laughs> you've got to be kidding me like I've done nothing to you and like it once again I thank her because I was like just pissed off enough that I was like all right like you know what fine like I'm gonna go prove that I'm you know I don't deserve to be the weakest one here but that's fine and I actually think like that little bit of fire she gave me I'm actually gonna thank her for because I definitely took it personally and it it rubbed me the wrong way for a bit and I think I even said that so do you think she meant to uh, kind of hit you with that <laughs> or I should ask her I'm like what did you mean by that? no I know what she meant but it, it came across very poor to me and it pissed me mm-hmm. off and like I, I know her now but still I mean in the moment as a competitor to, to basically be like, hey, you're the worst one here. It was not it. That was uh Well, you surfed your that. way back in, so you did prove her wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I had the best partner. So I was like, thank you for giving me the There Luke. we go. So, yeah. 
a lot of wins there. And I think that was my favorite moment because we talk about the challenge of the wave, learning the wave, trying to figure it out when everything's on the line, going through getting set home. And I think my favorite moment for you on that show was, you know, coming in, knowing that you and Luke just won that thing together and you showed up and did your best surfing. And the triumph on your face was was just probably what every competitor lives for is, you know, someone rattled you a little bit in a good way to be like, oh, you know what? Here we go then. You know, and you got you yeah. got to let your surfing do the talking. And that was really special to see you you shine there. Well, I think, and that's what's crazy. I feel like, once again, not really having a lot of friends there and no one really knowing who I was, it was a lot of people just kind of didn't really care how I did. And I remember coming in even from that challenge and everyone's like, had, you don't know your scores. And everyone's thinking like, oh, your score wasn't even high. I remember Tia being like, oh, you for sure won the challenge. Like everyone doesn't think you even got a score. So even in the moment, no one's thinking I deserve the score. What's going to even get a score? So, you know, when Jesse comes in and calls that score out, it was like such a like relief and like, it wasn't like I was trying to prove anything, but I think it was that moment of like, I know I deserve to be here. I, I knew I did, but like to hear the scores and like kind of get that validation was, I mean, in that moment, it was what I needed. So it's a big difference on on tour. It's like, we always talk about support crews and your coaches, your family, Mm -hmm. this whole like posse that you have around you so you can be at your best and survive the down days and the hard moments. And, you know, there's these alliances that have formed that they're creating the support crew because you have no phone, you have no contact and, you know, to take it on as yourself, you know, that's probably, well, I'm guessing maybe the most pressure you've felt in your career, you know, in that kind of, you know, arena. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's, you're literally on your own. And like, I've always had, you know, my parents down there and like every event I go to, one of my parents always comes. So I've always had someone that I can look into and at least like, you know, one person here cares how we do. And I think to go on this, you know, to be on the show, like not one person really cares if I win or lose. So I kind of had to kind of like dig within myself and be like, I care how I do. So uh, I kind of just had to kind of switch in and, just, you know, selfishly be there for me and quit thinking of everybody else. And I think that switch is what kind of made the difference coming back was originally I was like, oh, like, you know, maybe I'm not like, to be here or everyone's better. Or this person's that good or I'm not. And I think the switch later became, you know, whatever fire it was, like I deserve to be here just like everybody else. So the pressure was high, but I think I felt like I had more to prove the second go around. Do you feel like, feeling that pressure there and they're like going through that has kind of made you stronger coming out of it too. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I tell people all the time, I think this show was like the greatest experience in my life, like outside of surfing. It was a life thing. It was, it's, just, it's like once again, like, as you know, like you can't explain unless you've been in it, but it has, it just kind of changed the way I think. and like what I know I can handle and being able to like perform when it matters, I think is as any athlete is like, I mean, you need to be able to show up when it matters. Mm-hmm. And so I think in that moment, it was like really the biggest heat of my life. It was, I mean, lights come down. I've already lost once. So I'm like, if I lose again, you know, that sucks. But so I think to win in that moment, to be the first one to lose and get to come back was, I mean, the most pressure. But then when I came back with like this relief of, I knew I could. And I mean, I guess I, validating or whatever word it is, but that one felt really good. And I'll remember that heat in that moment forever. So thinking about like your favorite, moments you know of this whole experience so we talked about competitive triumphs the things that you had to kind of dig deep with uh to fire yourself up but as you look back what really stands out as like the coolest funnest whether it was relationships or the surfing you got to do i think uh i mean probably first was just getting like hang out with everybody like i think it's a lot of big name people who i've always wanted to kind of be in the same conversation with so that was big um i think getting a trip to the pool but i will say no matter what I say, I think getting to come back and winning the wild card in that moment that night under the lights, you know, hearing my name called out. But I think it's actually when I get to go back in and kind of like everybody. And I think everyone's face was like, no way. How did she pull this off? So 
I think that moment of being the comeback fan and like being welcomed back into um, like our little living space was probably by far the most rewarding night for me. So rad. What a, what a really awesome experience. It was such a, such a treat watching all the different characters uh, mingle in that place in the middle of California in some crazy heat <laughs> and, you know, especially at a time when not much was happening in the outside world uh, to, to compete for, you know, a hundred grand and three wild card spots. I felt like within the drama of it all, the prize was, was so legit and all you, all the surfers like never wavered off that ultimate goal, which uh, I think made every episode so cool. Well, I think that's what like the surfing world, I mean, there's obviously skeptics, but like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a reality show, it's a surf pool, you know, it's all these things. But when you watch the show, it's, you know, 14 people who have the same goal, who surf really well, who train hard. And I think that's going to shine through of like, people came in, I mean, it wasn't just like a little prize. It wasn't like, oh, you're just on the show to like, you know, just hang out for however long. I mean, it's, it, you know, we've all wanted to be on tour. Some of us have been on tour. So that's the closest I've ever come to it. And that was just like a really cool thing. And I think every single person on that show would tell you the same thing of like, you know, the world tour was the goal. The money's great. But like those three wild card spots are something that you just mm-hmm. don't get. Yeah. So that was big. Definitely a very competitive show. You can feel the intensity from like every single one of you guys there and how <laughs> badly you guys want it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, I think, uh, it's funny because we've come a long way, surfers, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> like even when I was a kid, you know, like I couldn't do surf team my first few years, you know, my parents and my parents support surfing. They love it. My dad surfed. And I think where we are today, this show, I think specifically with all you guys on it, it's like for people that think surfers just do it, whatever, and they're not motivated, that whole idea I think so is just false. shattered in yeah. so many ways because we know it, we live and breathe it, but. I think all of a sudden when they're like, okay, let's see what this is about. A bunch of surfers, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, some of the best athletes in the world. Yeah. I mean, the thing with surfing too is like, there's a very limited amount of people who've been like exposed to it. You know, unless you live by like a large body of water, you don't really, well now maybe with wave pools. Totally. Basins. Yeah. <laughs> basins, yeah. Pool basins, yeah. Things will change be changing. Everything. But yeah, I think the show is great because it gives it a lot of exposure and teaches a lot of people about surfing. And what surfers? Well, that's like with the with the Olympics too this year. You, know, you have the Olympics, and now you have this show. I think it just it put surfing on this platform that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And I that's and I'm like I, and I know this show does surfing justice, where it shows how hardworking surfers are. And I want to I had no idea how hard a lot of these people work too. And like just like I would say Zeke, like seeing Zeke work out was like something I've never seen before. <laughs> so I I think that level it just, it really does show like these guys and you know girls are top athletes. I don't care what sports you're in. I play the sports like. They train just as everyone else, and I think that's what's really going to shine through. And it just—it does take certain times, you know, like oh, they just like a bunch of beach bombs. Like this is like a real sport. It's, you know, people make a career doing this. You know, and now the Olympics has kind of put surfing on this platform. So I think it's just this really cool year for surfing, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. What has now changed with your headspace uh, after now with your your surf career? Because I know you're talented. You, you you're a basketball coach. You like a lot of other sports surfing focus though with your personal career and where does that go now i think that's what's been so tough is like the not knowing i think with you know with covid the world's been down like now the tours are coming back up so i think i'm still gonna do a couple you know qs's that i can get into and dabble and there we go See if i can't win some heats um and i think that's what the show did too is i, I think it's i've always thought i deserve to be there and just kind of never gave myself like a shot to do so and i think this gives me that little bit of fire too of like I should be there and yeah yeah I coach and I, I love that but I still think there's some unfinished things for me in surfing so that's what we wanted to hear yes <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, we can't wait to see everywhere you go. I feel like Thank you, you have we'll we're a all great going to the ranch, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kayla, before we let you go, where can everyone find you and, and follow your journey? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I got to get more active on there, but at Kayla Durden. Yeah, I'll be in, hopefully traveling around quite a bit. I'll be on some QS events, so tune in WSL, watch those events, and uh, I'll definitely be following you two both. We love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Of course. Get on that surf trip. I know. <laughs> it's nice. I'm going to go book one right now. Oh, rad. Thanks, Kayla. We'll hang out soon. Good talking to you guys. Thanks for listening to the Ultimate Surfer Post Show podcast. For more exclusive Ultimate Surfer coverage, go to worldsurfleague.com. <laughs>